1: It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's gonna be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, oh, television, I'm back
0: in business, baby.
1: comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome into another episode of the Brett Allen Show. A pop culture podcast. Thank you for pressing play and joining in on today's conversation. We are going to be chatting with actor Julian Elijah Martinez, actor of film, television, Broadway, off Broadway. This guy is a—he's a very busy individual, so <laughs> we're appreciative of him taking time. Uh, we can't say what necessarily, but he just got off another project, and so look forward to that. But we are talking about Wu Tang, an American saga. Mm-hmm. And Julian's character that he plays is an iconic individual in this entire world of the Wu-Tang Clan. He plays Mitchell Divine Diggs. And if you know anything about Wu-Tang and their history, essentially, I don't know, it might be argued in some very small circles, but he's really responsible for getting them to where they are. And I think he's still involved with them today, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Divine is still... A part of wu-tang productions he still runs it um him and him and riz are still business partners as well and uh you know and and and, and your Zek, you're absolutely right so according to depending on where you who you talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh you know divine says that that original apartment that wu-tang used to record in was his apartment like a lot of them equipment that he had was his equipment he actually him and RZA were actually performing and rapping and making music together as kids. And Divine, as he got older, he started pivoting more towards the business side of things. Uh, But all that kind of equipment was kind of, was his uh, along with RZA. So it actually ends up being a very kind of like mutual kind of thing between RZA and Divine in the creation of Wu Tang. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I would say historically, he's definitely one to be accredited for it. So Mm -hmm. I've watched you talk about this in other interviews. So I, I don't want to repeat what you've already talked about, but I am very curious because you did have the opportunity, from what I understand, to meet him yeah. initially when you found out who the character was yeah. and sort of... Um, <laughs> it's funny. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, I don't know. I've talked to people and I've had those aha moments where I'm like, really? That's interesting. Are you sure about that? And they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was the one that sort of... <laughs> elevated this entire thing but you had a chance to hang out with him Mm -hmm. and sort of really get to know him as an individual Mm -hmm. and develop your character so when you find out that you're playing uh divine Mm -hmm. and sort of the history behind it what is that initial conversation like when you two meet like he seems like he would be a great guy but also very intimidating Mm -hmm. uh, because of his history uh, of music and just all that he's accomplished really in, in his Time.
0: Well, the wonderful thing about him is that he he's very he's very much an open book when you ask him, when you talk to him. Um, he for a long time in his career, and and I'm and and I'm speaking for him, so hopefully I'm not you know speaking out of turn, but. For a lot of time in his career, my understanding, he purposely decided to stay in the background and allow yeah. the Wu Tang. So, you know, he he didn't do the Dame Dash thing, he didn't do some of the like the the P Diddy thing. He wasn't up front. He was always kind of in the back. And that was a lot of that was by design. And then especially as Wu Tang kind of continued, he then receded more and more and more until relatively recently, until the documentary that came out on Showtime, and then until uh uh the TV show. And so when however when you when I when you speak to him, there is, there, there seems to be such a need to tell his story to have his legacy kind of uh, cemented. So when I, when, when I initially uh, contacted and reached out to him, he would, he spoke very kind of open. Like it, it we sat there for almost two, two and a half hours both times we we've spoken and he just kind of let out all of his his story and his side of things and how Wu-Tang kind of uh was created so it feels a little intimidating at first but the thing about Divine is that he's such an open person he's such an open and available person he's very personable he's very grounded he, he, you know uh despite like kind of the, the epicness of who he actually is he's a very grounded individual and so it's every time I speak to him it's it's a blessing.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that he made that choice to not really be so open and in the front of things, which I think is good because it allows the group to shine within their own right, but also uh, eliminates any sort of uh, problems that could arise then or in the future <laughs> um, as far as like how much he was involved. But this is a great show. This anthology series that sort of takes us through the life of all these individual characters mm-hmm. as they become who they are and to the group that everybody knows of, the Wu Tang clan, which is they have I feel have transitioned, transcended pop culture. They're pioneers. They they just are in this megaverse mm. of musicians. And it's a great cast that you are a part of. Uh, There's a lot of amazing people in this particular show. This is in its second season, correct? Yes. And so now we're getting more of the additional story of kind of their iconic music history. Yeah. Now, you've been a part of a a lot of projects in your career. Mm -hmm. But this, to me, would this be one that you would consider as an earmark as far as like this is a big deal. Like, I mean, everything that you do is a big deal. Do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is it, how do you feel like what kind of space are you in when you <laughs> are asked to portray such a, an iconic character and be a part of such, uh, you know, a, a big project like this? It's huge. Cause it's filmed like a movie really. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's very beautifully done. Um, as far as the aesthetics and the music, obviously, uh, you know the the scenery. It's all very, you know, like you're involved in that time frame. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: it's one. It's I mean, it's it's a it's a blessing. And yeah, this is one of the biggest. This is probably the biggest thing I've ever done. Um, it has the most outreach. It has the most connection to folks. It has uh, it resonates in such kind of um like you said, kind of cross cultural barriers. Like, will people reach out? Uh, on, on Twitter from Russia, from Azerbaijan, from wow. you know, from Australia. Like it's, it's an, like Wu-Tang is a global thing. Um, however, for me, what's what for me, what's what's connecting me so much to this story is how it's just it's a very individual story. And it's a very it's very much a story about family. And because it's very much a story about family it becomes a very chiefly American story. Um, and my family's from Staten Island. My mom's side of the family is from Staten Island. And so, you know, it's like looking at my cousins, it's like looking at my uncle, looking at my grandfather in a lot of ways and, and watching their struggle. And so that for me has been, has been kind of, uh, has helped me kind of buoy myself a little bit from getting kind of, because I think you can get kind of caught up in, in the sheer kind of magnitude of what Wu-Tang is. And luckily, I'm not, <laughs> you know, and luckily, I'm not playing one of the rappers, so I don't have to rap, even though the brothers who rap on the show are doing an amazing job. Um, I don't have to do that. So there's a little bit of uh, of, uh, of, of, of pressure kind of taken off my back, you know, because I don't have to yeah. get there rapping. <laughs> that's funny.
1: No, that's always great when you get to do a project and yeah, th- you don't have to sing I was interviewing <laughs> Loderick Collins, who was in Respect, and uh-huh. he played Smokey Robinson. And I asked him, I said, did you have to sing? And he's like, thank God, no, I did not have to. <laughs> he said, we left that up to J-Hud and, uh-huh. you know, everybody else. That was a part of the project. So he goes, I get to I spare the audience that moment of, <laughs> he, but he said watching it was just as equally intimidating cuz yeah. you know it's all sung live you know whether her children are in the film as well so yeah. I digress you also have a massive theater background as we mentioned Broadway off-Broadway mm-hmm. in fact we've had a lot of Broadway actors recently so this is yeah. really big for us on the show oh, wonderful. uh yeah this you're the third so far so I'm excited to get your perspective because obviously being in new york it that's the place to be it right. seems today for anything whether it's television film mm-hmm. music comedy broadway although you know it's just now coming back for forever in a day that's what new york is known for mm-hmm. so your passion for acting started at a younger age i understand correctly yeah. and then you eventually broadway and all of that came later but do you can you kind of walk us through the listeners a little bit of sort of about your journey as far as like what attracted you to it to begin with and then sort of how that step came in to be a part of your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I, I I use this reference on another uh, interview that I did. Uh, I I make a lot of video game references, so forgive me. Uh, uh, Acting in theater has been kind of like that little blue fairy in Zelda that kind of points you in directions. (laughs) So even when I'm wandering off into a, you know, Uh, down certain paths, theater and acting has always kind of pulled me. In high school, you know, I wasn't uh, the best student, you know what I mean? Like I I struggled like a lot of uh, young black men my age Um, and it was my theater teacher who really kind of pulled me out of that headspace. You know, my theater teacher became my advocate in a lot of ways and my And that teacher uh, pointed me into my undergrad, which was Elon University. And then the faculty there kind of helped cultivate me that way. And then I get out of undergrad and I'm I'm kind of wandering through the United States, kind of figuring out what my next step is. And then from there, I I uh, on an impulse auditioned for grad school. And then I ended up going to Yale. So it, it ends up being this kind of like, no matter how lost I've gotten, no matter how low I seem to be, whether or not I'm like laying on my mom's couch, playing skyrim trying to figure out what's the next step in my life to being in new york you know not being able to eat like you know trying to figure that thing out it's always been theater that has always kind of come up at the last minute to point me into a direction in a more positive direction so i i will continue to follow this kind of train and this kind of path as long as it, as far as it takes me
1: yeah and i think it's important i i highlight this in other interviews that it's two really different skill sets yeah being a stage actor and a Film and television actor, it's not really the same. There are very two separate muscles, but to be able to get them to work together, it's like, you know, you can do Broadway and then go to television and you can use that muscle there. Mm -hmm. But to go from television to Broadway can be a bit of an abrupt change for some people if they don't have the experience because you're going from, you know, being able to do multiple takes to this is it. You know, you rehearse and then you're live. (laughs) And so, um, right. I mean, it's true. And then it's like, okay, you know, you're working without a net. So whatever happens that particular day or night, eight shows a week, you're just going for it. So you also teach, which I think is great. So you're giving back to young actors, men, women, different people, Yeah. And allowing those experiences that you've had to pour into other people's lives. Let's talk about that piece of your life, because I think that, I mean, all of this is phenomenal, but I love the fact when people are able to give back and take the elevator down that has brought them up Mm -hmm. and to show them the way, so to speak.
0: Yeah. So uh, around the time of the George Floyd, I mean, I've, I've taught pretty much all for a biggest center point portion of my career. Um, But it was around the time that the George Floyd protest happened that a a partner of mine named um, Francesca McKenzie, um, a friend of mine, she came up with this idea of a teaching collective called Encompass Collective. And the idea behind that is that we'll teach uh, global majority BIPOC students and try to give them an affordable way of acting training. Um, And then another co-founder, she likes to say this. She was like, we were looking for something to try to, with everything that was kind of happening, like, what is our message? Like, how do we... Uh, uh how do we t- engage in community act you know uh um, advocacy and yet do something that's different than what everyone else is doing and what we realize is like the way that we're gonna do that is by engaging directly with folks who need acting training. So that's currently what we do we we, we taught we teach um virtually we we have a connection with la mama right now so i'm i'm about to step into a, a, a acting one class next week where i'm going to be teaching about six students um so that's very exciting i'm a little nervous about it to be (laughs) to be honest because i haven't been in a classroom personally with people in a long time uh but you know my like i said before it was that one acting teacher that saved my life and so i have to kind of give back you know it's it's just the way theater is pulling me in a direction teaching has always pulled me in a direction too and so i feel like i owe it to that person to always try to step into a classroom whenever i can
1: Amazing, and we will link that along with all the other things that we have talked about in our show notes. We're talking Wu-Tang. Julian Elijah Martinez plays an iconic character, Divine, with a fantastic uh, surrounding cast. This is exclusively streaming on Hulu, right? Mm -hmm. But people can... I think it's on iTunes as well, actually. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Don't quote me at that or come after me, please. But it's available easily for people to access uh it's a great show you have one season that you can binge and then season two there's new episodes coming out weekly and uh it's just a phenomenal show and very exciting uh to be a part of entertainment right now because it's just an influx of content that we Mm -hmm. can consume yeah you know what i mean it's just fantastic
0: yeah yeah there's just a gluttony of choices you know and it's and, it, it, and sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. So, but we are in a very, we're in like in a golden age in terms of like just content right now.
1: We are. And this is a great show to watch along with all the other projects and he has been a part of. And some more amazing things coming down the pike. Yeah. Uh, Julian, thanks for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Bert. It's, it's a pleasure and, uh, you know, good luck to everybody. And, and thank you so much for listening and hope that you watch Wu-Tang.